For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love Open your Bible with me to 2 Corinthians as we begin our series in 2 Corinthians. We're going to go through it uh, chapter by chapter, digging out the nuggets that God has put in there. Amen. As Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote this book as an apologist. I don't mean he had something to apologize for. I mean, as an apologist, he is defending his faith. He is de- defending himself. He is defending the stance that he takes toward God and, go- and his word. And I'm here to tell you that each and every one of us should have be some type of an apologist. You should be able to give an answer for what you believe in and why you believe it. Even when you go back and you just say, well, the Bible says, amen, you're showing people what you believe, why you believe it, and where they too can find the truth in God's word. So here in 2 Corinthians, Paul is writing this in a defense of himself and his ministry as he is a servant of of the Lord. And this epistle shows that God was his defense and his comforter amongst all the attacks that the Apostle Paul was going through. So look with me now in verse number one of 2 Corinthians chapter one and verse number one. The Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth with all the saints which are in all Achaia. Listen to me. Paul did not choose the ministry by his own will. Listen to what that verse says. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Again, I say Paul did not choose the ministry by his own will. God chose him. Paul was not ordained by men. Paul was called by God and ordained to preach by God. And if I'm here to tell you, if God calls you, it's going to be because God has it on his heart to call you. It's not because what men say or what they want you to do or what somebody puts pressure on you to be. If you're going to have any power on your ministry, it's only because God gives it to you because it is a God-called ministry. And so Paul is ordained and called by God himself. Paul had been sent into the work of Christ Jesus through the will of God. And God still does the same thing today. God calls men to be preachers. God calls men to be missionaries. God calls men to be a leader in the church. It is God that puts that call on your life. 
Now you can choose it or you can have a thousand different degrees from a hundred different churches and it won't mean nothing because the power of God is not upon it. But when God calls you specifically, you will know and then it'll be on you to answer that call. God still calls many people today. My fear is many do not answer Oftentimes, we look to the young people, say, God is going to use you. God's calling you. Will you answer him? But listen to me. God calls people of all ages all the time. The problem is, the older we get, the less we want to listen. And so make sure that if you've ever had a call on your life, that you answered that call. If you're 85 and God called you when you're 18, you still have an obligation. You have breath in your body to answer that call that God has put on your life. Amen. Just as he put it on Paul's life, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Look with me now in verse number two. Grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So when Paul wishes to describe his greatest desires for the people of God, for me and for you and for those at Corinth, he doesn't wish for them or for us for material things. He doesn't wish for silver or gold or positions or power or money or houses. Paul knows those will quickly vanish. And you too should know that those will quickly vanish. What does Paul offer? What does Paul say? Grace be to you and peace from God our Father. Do you know those are two things that you can't buy? Those are two things you can't get on your own. Those two things come from God. I'm not talking about peace as, as man offers peace. I'm talking about you being at peace with God. I'm talking about you having so much peace in your heart that if you know if you, you've had five more minutes to live, there's not that much worry because you know that you are going to be in the presence of a thrice holy God very shortly. You and God are at peace. Amen. Because you have his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in your heart. Paul says here, grace be to you and peace from God, our father. Paul wants us, yes, us, you, to have spiritual blessings such as grace and peace. Listen to me. That's every good thing that can come to a poor sinner on this side of heaven. I'm going to say that again. That is every good thing that can come to a poor sinner on this side of heaven. Grace from God and peace from God are two great wonderful gifts that the Apostle Paul wants you to have. Amen. On your life. And we see oftentimes when I hear people talking, even Christians, even myself, sometimes we say, well, so-and-so did this, or they donated this, or I got this, or this happened, and this. it's such a blessing. And oftentimes, people refer to material things when that is being said. But here, Paul makes it very, very clear that material things mean nothing. He doesn't offer any of that. But he offers the two of the greatest things that come from God. Grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, there's one thing that the richest man on the planet can't buy, and that's one more second of time. There's one thing that the greatest, the richest man on the planet can't buy. That's one more heartbeat in his life. Those things only come from God, just like grace 
and true peace only come from God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you have him in your heart today? Do you know him today? Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? Make sure that you know, that you know, that you know that you have been born again. Amen. And if you have, make sure that you're right with God. Make sure that you're answering that call that God has put on your life. Hey, it may be to be in church every Sunday, to tithe faithfully, and to be a good employee, be a good husband, be a good wife, be a good mother, be a good father. Those are some of the highest callings that there is. Now, of course, being a preacher is the highest calling that God can place on a man. But those other ones are just as important. Be faithful to what God has called you to. Many times is we don't really think of those as some high calling to be a father, to be a mother, to be a husband, to be a wife, to be a good witness, to be a faithful church member, to be a faithful tither, to be a good employee. Those are great callings in and of themselves, and those make a great impact on this world. Do I dare say, as we as Christians would turn this world upside down if we lived that out each and every day as an employee where we work, in our home, in our church. Amen? Because, listen, a, a strong nation is made up of strong churches, and a strong church is made up of strong families, and that starts at home. Amen? Fixing the country doesn't start at the White House. It starts at your house. So Paul says, grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse number three, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. The Father of all mercies, the Father of mercies. Who wants mercy? Can I just say there's not a time in a person's life at some time or another they will want mercy. There'll be many times in your life where you want mercy. But I have a question for you. Do you give mercy? When you look down on people that are less fortunate than you, people that made worse decisions than you did, people that are in worse predicaments than you did, do you give them mercy like God gives you? Mercy, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. God wants you to be merciful to others. God wants you to show love to others. The God of all comfort. It's easy to think that only weak people need comfort. But the truth is, the strongest, baddest man on the planet needs comfort at some point in his life and wants comfort in some point in his life. So wanting comfort is not being weak. And this is not comfort that mom and dad offers. This is not comfort that money can offer. This is not comfort that a luxurious car, big, nice home offers. This is the comfort that comes from God Almighty, the maker of the heaven and earth, the moon and the stars, the sun and the sea, the one that can hold this, all the ocean in the hollow of his hand. The one that can measure the universe with just the span of his hand. I'm talking about that God. The comfort from him on your heart. 
Nothing in this world, nothing in this world is, is so big that God can't give you comfort. Have you heard of dying grace? People get a bad diagnosis and they have two weeks to live or a month to live or six months to live. And all of a sudden they have this peace that passes over them. That's God giving them the comfort that they need, that dying grace. And you say, oh, I don't have dying grace. Well, probably because you're not dying. God gives you the grace at the time that you need it. God gives you the comfort and the mercy at the time you need it. And oftentimes, even in my own life, I wonder, God, I've been praying. I've been asking, where are you? I don't feel you. I don't see you. I don't see nothing happening. I don't see nothing changing. You see how much struggle and trials and tribulations we're going through. And God, you know about all this. And I don't see nothing, Lord. Where are you? And I have to remind myself what the Bible says, not how I feel, but what God's holy word says. And God said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Like a child learning to swim, a parent will stand over them. They won't let them drown. They'll let them struggle because the struggle makes you strong. Amen. Yeah, I know you don't want to hear that, but I'm here to tell you that. Sometimes God's going to allow you to struggle because it's the struggle that makes you strong. Amen. But God is there. Put your feelings aside and pick up God's holy word and believe what he says. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. He said, I'll be there always. Once your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, you're always a child of God. And he is there and he wants you to have mercy and comfort. Just as the verse says, blessed be God, even the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies. And the God of not just comfort, it says all comfort. God is offering that. His hand is out. Will you receive it today? Verse number four. Who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God? Comfort us means God is with us and beside us in the time of need. God is there. You may feel like he's not there, but he may be actually carrying you the whole time. So comforting us means God is with us and beside us and in us at the time of need. And listen to me. We should remember when we are comforted that we should seek to pass this comfort to others. That's exactly what, let's read this verse again. Who comforted us in all tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any tribulation. God says, I'm comforting you so that you can comfort others. Amen to that. Pass it along. Pass the blessings along. You want a blessing? Be a blessing. Amen. We should not avoid people who are, who are sick people who are dying, people who are in trouble, people who have got themselves in trouble, people who have dug their own hole and they fell in. We should not avoid those. We should run to their side in a time of need with comfort and encouragement that, hey, we're here, we love you, we're praying for you. Yeah, you messed up, or this is a real bad thing, but I'm here and I love you, and I'm not worried about all that. I'm just here for you. I tell you, that goes so far with people. People can see how, how much you mean that. You cannot fake that is what I'm trying to say. People will see right through it if you do. 
But no matter what happens, if you'll run to their side, if they're sick, if they're dying, if they're hurt, if they dug their own hole and they fell in, if they messed up, or if somebody messed them up, if you'll run to them and say, hey, I'm here, I love you, I want to pray for you, you comfort them. Why? Because the Bible says, who comfort us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them. We are not comforted. Listen to me. We are not comforted to be comfortable. We are not comforted to be comfortable. God comforts us so that we can comfort others. Make sure, make sure you are passing that blessing along because it is a real blessing to be comforted of God. What do I mean? I mean, you get some bad news all of a sudden that maybe your grandbaby just died and you realize that, you know what? That's a horrible, hurtful, painful thing. But I know, the comfort is I know that that baby's in heaven. That baby's walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'll see that baby again. That happened in our family, and it's hurtful, and it's painful, but I know that I will see him again. I know that I'll walk and talk with him again, not because of me, but because of God, and because I put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the comfort that God give me in that tribulation. And that's the kind of comfort that I'm talking about that we need to share with others. We are not comforted ourselves so that we can be comfortable. No, God comforts us so that we will comfort others. Pass the blessing along. Amen. Look with me now in verse number five, 2 Corinthians chapter one and verse number five. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. For as the suffering of Christ abounds in us. When I first read that, my mind goes to the Bible says that if you're a Christian, the world's not going to like you. They're not going to like your philosophy. They're going to not like who you are. They're not going to like what you have to say. They're not going to like what you stand for. They're not going to like what you do. They're not going to like the way you live in your house. They're not going to like the church that you go to. That you will be a Attacked. And that's what I thought of, for as the suffering of Christ abound in us. The Bible says, Yo, days that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But when you do, the Bible says, when men revile you and hate you and say all manner of evil against you, the Bible says that great is your reward in heaven. Why do people hate you or hate what you do or hate what you say or hate who you are? Well, it's not really you that they hate. It's the light that is within you that they hate. Because, see, there's something about that. It's something that's almost unexplainable. But somehow, in some way, when a person's saved and they're living for Christ, the Holy Spirit is like a light within them, and it shines on their dark heart. And it shows them what they really are before a thrice holy God, and they hate that. They don't like that, and it makes them angry and upset. And instead of getting themselves right, a lot of times they will turn and attack you. Why? Because the Bible says that you're shining that light on their dark heart and men love darkness, the Bible says. Men love darkness. So really it's not about you. It's about the Lord Jesus Christ. This verse says, for as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. The comfort and grace we receive from Jesus listen to me, is always bigger than the tribulations and the sufferings that we are going through or that we will go through. 
So the comfort and grace that we get from Jesus is always bigger than the tribulation. It'll always outmatch the trouble. It'll always be bigger than the problems. That's what this verse means. The comfort and grace we get from Jesus will outmatch anything that Satan can put against us. Amen. Even, even if he takes your life, why was he going to do? Send you to heaven early? Walk through those pearly gates and, and meet my Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and see my family that are saved or the baby that died? Amen. I look forward to that day. I don't look forward to death, but death is just a door that leads into glory. Amen. That's how you have to see it. And you know, oftentimes I thought about this. We think as death is such a bad thing and such a horrible thing, such a hurtful thing. And, and it is from the human side of it. But God said that precious is the death of his saints in the eyes of the Lord. God sees that death as a precious thing to him. Because that person, that boy or that girl, that boy or that, that man is leaving to come be with him forever and all eternity and have fellowship with him forever and all eternity. And so he looks at that as that is a precious thing. And remind yourself of that the next time you lose a, a, a family member or a friend that God said that that is precious in the sight of the Lord. Amen. And we should see it as the same way. It doesn't mean you won't have earthly hurt or pain because you will. Why? Because that's just the flesh side of us. But know that God said it's precious. They're coming to be with me forever. And one day you and I will go be with them and with the Lord Jesus Christ for all eternity. Look at me now in verse number six, second Corinthians chapter one, verse number six. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same suffering which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. Verse 7, And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also of the consolation. He says, Whether we be afflicted, and for salvation. Do you know that you being hurt, you having health problems, you having being diagnosed with cancer, people attacking you, you, even when you cause your own problems sometimes, when they see Christ working in your life, when they see the faith that you have in the Lord Jesus Christ, it will make them think twice. They want salvation. I need what you have. Don't you know that when Stephen, the first deacon, was stoned, the Bible says that they laid those clothes at a young man's feet named Saul. And Stephen, when he was being stoned to death, I'm talking about this is nothing pretty. This is horrible death. They threw rocks at him until he was dead. I mean, probably knocked his skull out, man, and tore him up. And this man fell down and prayed for these people. God lay not this sin to their charge. Can you imagine the effect that that had on them? We're killing him brutally. And this man is praying to God 
delay not this sin to our charge. Can you imagine the effect that that had? I guarantee you that stuck in Paul's mind. People do not do that for something that they really don't believe in. But when you truly believe something to the core of your being, you have no problem laying down your life. Amen. So I ask you today, if you've never been born again, make sure that you have repented of your sins. You've asked God for forgiveness and you've looked to the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and you put your faith in him because he didn't just die on the cross. The Bible says that he was buried for three days. He arose after three days and three nights. Amen. And you can put your faith and trust in him. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.